Boy, what an October so far. Oh, is it on already? It is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah? What why why do you say it like that? I don't know. We're just as of the time as of the time we're recording this, we're about a third of the way through October. Mm-hmm. Seen some pretty spooky things. Yes. Yeah, movie wise at least. Yeah, we have. What would you say is the spookiest movie you've seen so far in October? Ooh. I don't know. Candyman? No, it's not spooky, it's just gross. Yeah, he did not like the art no. and stuff in Candyman. Yeah. Maybe the descent. You did flip I don't out really like descent. creepy things in all blackness well, popping you don't out like at claustrophobia you. Either. No, the claustrophobia didn't bother me. Really? No, it was the creepy shit hiding in the fucking cave. That's huh. what that's what freaked me out. You can't take home a cave goblin? No. Well then what the hell is he about? He he is a cave goblin. He's a little cave yeah. goblin. He's like, yeah, I'm the descent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Season 666, presented by B&B. It is a podcast where we take a break from the normal A24 talk, where we bring you four horror movies all about similar subject matters, mostly single location this year. Yes. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Ben, and joining me, as always, is the... Guess there's no easy way to say it, but we are doing the movie from 2005. Directed by Andrew Douglas, starring Ryan Reynolds, Melissa George, Jimmy Bennett, and Jesse James, and a very young Chloe Grace Moretz. This is the Amityville Horror. Woo! Some people say his tongue is fake. I think it's all him. Oh, it's a pinball arcade. Cool. So do you French? Do I what? Kissing tongues. No. Did your family know the DeFeos? The who? The family that lived here before you. No, we just moved here. Well, you know what happened to them, don't you? No. I really shouldn't be telling you this. Your parents are going to be pissed. It's okay. So this whack job, Ronnie, the guy that lived here, people in this town say your voice is telling him to do it. Guy was a nut. I mean, first he thinks his dog's out to get him, so he kills it. A few days later, he thinks his family's a bunch of demons. So you know what he did? Wasted him. How did he do it? Did what? Oh, you are way too young to hear this. So cover your ears. And don't listen. A rifle. He went room to room, splattering their heads as they slept. Killed his brothers in this very room. Right here. In these beds. It's kind of gross you guys still sleep in here. 
<laughs> Actually, it's fucking sick. Yeah. I'm totally freaking you out, kid. I suck at babysitting. So had you seen this before? Yeah. Well, you picked this one, I had assumed. Yeah. Assume you weren't just blind picking your... You weren't blind picking. Eh. Well, <laughs> that that is that is definitely one of my thoughts on it. Eh. eh? I I just I don't want to beat up this movie because it's one you picked. I don't want beat to... it up. I okay. don't care. You know I beat up all your movies. I hate. You do not beat up all my movies. I hate. You're very constructively criti criticism about them. I suppose. Yes. Except the Irishman. That movie can go fuck itself. Whoopsie. You're the reason Scorsese wrote that thing about himself. People like you. Who are mean. Yeah. 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 As always, we have to go through the spooky plot, and we do that in a way where we address the who and the what before we get to the why, and it's called, a.k.a. Brianna Hickey is going to read us some spooky wiki. Yes. So, at 3.15 a.m. on November 3rd, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family at their house at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. He claimed that he was persuaded to kill them by voices he heard in the house. So he's Randy Orton. I don't know who that is. Randy Orton's a wrestler. His theme song goes, I hear voices in my head. Oh my they God. come to me. They understand. They talk to me. <laughs> okay. They tell me things to do to you. They talk to me. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about what yeah. Robert DeFeo's whole yeah. business was. Yeah. Um, This is one of the three scenes in the movie that I actually find kind of creepy the beginning yeah, yeah i actually like the way they do this and i almost yeah. kind of it's it's sad to say but i almost kind of wish this was the family we stuck with up until this oh. and this had been the ending that's fair yeah okay so one year later a married couple george and kathy lutz move into the house along with kathy's three children from a previous marriage billy michael and chelsea the family soon begin experiencing paranormal events in the house. Chelsea claims that she has befriended a girl named Jody, a name belonging to one of the murdered DeFeo children. Chelsea is played by Chloe Grace Moretz in maybe the youngest role I've ever seen Chloe Grace Moretz Probably. in. Probably. But it's it's wild to watch this movie and just see how much better of an actress she is at a younger age than some of the full-grown yeah. adults. I feel like they didn't really give her fair acting things as an adult mean? well just like she plays the stupid teenager and everything i feel like i mean she is in a movie coming up we're gonna talk about what movie really it's yeah. our first movie back for season two what movie laggies oh yeah she is in that i forgot about that movie completely See, that's, that's how forgettable that's why that movie won't be making the Yikes. second circuit for awards yeah yeah what do you call it but that's what i mean does yeah. she not play a stupid teenager in I that mean, movie i mean she she does play a stupid teenager in that movie, but, like, I also feel like Chloe Grace Moretz was one of those people who came out of the gate so hot mm -hmm. that nobody was able to ever, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? What nobody was able ever to, like, she was never able to recover from the... Like, just, like, how good she was from the start. Because, like, say what you will, even if you don't like the movie Kick-Ass, yeah. it's hard to disagree with the fact that, like, she's incredible as I never watched that movie. It's good. Yeah. yeah Kick-Ass is a lot of fun. Hmm. I mean, some people don't like it, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, she's got two brothers who are people I don't recognize. She has a mom named Melissa George, who you tell me is in stuff, but 
frankly. We, I, did, we talked about what she's in last night. I know, night. I know, but I still don't remember her from anything. And then you have her father, or not her father, her stepfather, who's played by Ryan Reynolds, which yeah. my other podcast partner, Tyler, once said, there are certain people in movies, it's hard to put them into anything that isn't set in modern day because they just have the look on their face like they know what a cell yeah. phone looks like. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds falls under that category, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, in I don't think yeah, I don't think you've ever seen him in what an old school type of movie, really. Well, that's the other thing too. One of the most distracting parts of this movie mm -hmm. for you and me, for different different reasons, is the fact that when Ryan Reynolds takes his shirt off. You are sitting there and you say to yourself, no man in the 70s, I don't care who yeah. he is. Looks this looks fucking good. that good. Like, yeah. He is in, so let's see. Let us just look at Ryan Reynolds' 2005 year and see where he's at in his career. Because this is a ways back. Yeah. He hasn't done any of the Deadpool stuff yet. I actually think he might be kind of floundering at this point. What does that mean? Floundering yeah. means he's kind of just like... Not doing a whole lot right now? Not doing well, more so. Oh, like, okay. Hollywood made... So, let's see. He breaks out with Van National Lampoon's Van Wilder. He does a couple episodes of Scrubs. Harold and Kumar is 2004. Blade Trinity is 2004. Amityville is 2005. He does Smoke and Aces in 2006, along with Just Friends and Waiting. He's kind of at this point where, like, people are kind of tired of the Ryan Reynolds shtick, it feels like. Yeah. Whoa, what's he doing? He's trying to get his tail. Oh, is he on the couch? He is. <laughs> Sorry, guys, our cat is a psycho. He's he's just embracing the Halloween spirit. Yeah. He's like, I'm a regular Michael Myers. He likes like to eat his tail. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I agree, though. I don't think he was necessarily right for this. If you could only replace him, yeah. who would you put? I think, like we talked about, um, Jake Gyllenhaal would be yeah. great. He's weird. What's our weird guy, Cruz? Yeah, he's, he's... Adam Driver would be terrifying in did this. Did we even know Adam Driver exists? Not at all. In but a, in a, I'm in saying, a, in a though, remake, yes. if you were to do it today, yeah. And mm -hmm. the problem, I think, too, is, is that, like, I don't think this movie, despite this movie being, what, an hour and 30... This movie's an hour and 30 minutes. I think the biggest hindrance to this movie is actually the fact that it's not longer. It is short. I did not realize how quick this it's, movie it's was i was like brief. when we looked at the when we stopped it and i was so tired last night and we i was like oh god i bet we have so much left okay what did it's a wet he probably ran into oh, it oh he did yeah that's okay we'll get it in a minute i was like when we looked at the thing when you pushed pause i was like holy shit this movie's almost fucking done i think what the problem is is the fact that like if you watch the movie Mm -hmm. Like, the concept of this film... Continue reading, actually, and we'll get into it as we go on. Yeah. Okay, so... Chelsea's friends with Jody, which we said is Chloe, Grace... Yes. Whatever. I can never say her last name. Moritz? Moritz. Moritz. Okay. So, one night, the couple decides to go out, and they hire a babysitter to watch the three kids. When babysitter Lisa arrives, they come to find out she has previously been hired by the to babysit for the DeFeos. Lisa tells the children... Yeah. About the murders, not the parents, the children. And when she goes to Chelsea's room, Chelsea tells her that she is a bad babysitter, claiming that Jody told her so. I'm going to stop there because that's a big paragraph. So this is my first problem with the movie. Like, Ryan Reynolds' character seems to be fine when he's not in the house, but mm -hmm. when he's in the house, 
He's, he's insane. He's Jack Torrance in the second half of The Shining. Yes. He's just going full nuts on people. Mm-hmm. And that's my big problem with this movie is it doesn't feel like there's enough time to establish that the house is slowly getting a hold of him. Yes. And making him crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like it turns on and off like a light switch. Agreed. And it's like, it just doesn't work. Wow. I agree. So, she's a bad bitch babysitter. We hate her. Elise is No, annoying. bad bitch would imply she's cool. She's Sorry. a bad babysitter. Bad bitchy babysitter. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Imagine what a Y can do on Yeah. Uh, Lisa begins to scold Jody for being the reason behind her getting fired. Then Billy dares Lisa to go inside the closet, the same closet where Jody was murdered, and she gets locked inside. After a few seconds, she encounters Jody herself and begs to be let out. She goes into shock and the paramedics arrive to take her away. On the way to the hospital, Lisa tells Kathy that she has seen Jody. The mom doesn't like yeah, the hashtag mom doesn't believe, really listen. Hashtag believe mm-hmm. children. Like Yeah. Which it's like, at what point like let's just say it's you and me in this situation. Yeah. You've brought three bastard children from, like, a previous marriage, and I'm being a good guy and, you know, like, trying to... Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying everything he does in this movie is good. His discipline is spot on, frankly. Yeah. That's just my thought. Yeah? No. No. (laughs) His discipline is horrible. Oh, his discipline is terrible. He is awful. It's also, too, just, like, you're never quite... It just... You don't get enough time passing. Yeah. That's its biggest Mm -hmm. problem, is, like... I feel like there needs to be more time for you to truly establish how bad this... The worst part is it's a beautiful house. It's really pretty. And like he says in the beginning, like way out of their price range. (laughs) They don't even talk about that in here. No. But he's a contractor. So he straight up was like, why the hell is this so cheap for this big of a house with a boat dock? Like, it's beautiful. Like it's easily... And then they, you know, reluctantly tell them that the whole family was fucking murdered inside of it. (laughs) And at that point... reluctant. Normal people would have been like, no... Let's not. Like, let's not stay here. <laughs> so to go back to what I was going to ask you. Yeah. If you and I were in this situation mm-hmm. and you turned around one day and you're pretty sure you saw on the on the fr- on the refrigerator yeah. in little like colored letter magnets, uh-huh. catch them, kill them all. Yeah. Wouldn't you be leaving? I would have looked you in the eyes and said, we're getting the fuck out of here right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no question about it. We're done. <laughs> I would have said, we have to move. I came home and the magnets said, catch him and kill him. And if you didn't believe me, I'd say, we're, I'm leaving then. Yeah. I'd say, bye. Yeah, leaving. we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. And he can't get warm. He can't get warm. He's cold all the time. Mm-hmm. It's another... That's another thing. I'm like, why are you cold all the time? Well, it's the house. The house keeps exactly. opening the windows. But no, like, again, if this was us, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? And they took him to the doctor, remember? They did. And, the and, the, like, and he fine. was like, I feel great now. Yeah. Like, now that I'm out of the house, I feel wonderful. And you're like, yeah, that's a big fucking red flag, buddy. Okay. So anyway, so Lisa tells Kathy she saw Jody. Um, so let's see. So George's behavior towards Kathy and her children become abusive and the paranormal activities continue. Okay. I would like to say that they are correct. No. It does become abusive. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that abuse was correct. <laughs> it does become abusive. Now, I'll say this as well. It's also hysterically funny because Ryan Reynolds is not good at playing abusive. Like, no, like you can tell he's not an abusive person. You, like, can, you can tell that Blake Lively and their children have a wonderful life with him. And I, hysterically, you know, they're on their fourth kid. They're happy. It's hysterically <laughs> handsome every moment of the day. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, but like, no, there's just moments where you're just like, you're like, no, that's not what. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh, Ryan, Ryan. Well, no, it's just like he's he's so... 
batshit nuts in it. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah, I agree. So, um, one night, George hears Harry, the dog, barking in the boathouse. Seemingly obsessed, he grabs the axe and proceeds to murder the family dog. The children look for Harry the next day, with George denying he knows where he is, despite Billy's suspicions. Now, let's just talk about Billy. Billy does not like George. Billy, okay, George, Billy's, ooh, let's rewind that. Uh, Billy. He is the guy in the butterfly effect. Yeah, I know he is. I told you. I know, I just thought you were making it up. No, I love the butterfly effect. That's one of my favorite movies. Is it really? (laughs) It's weird. Saw that movie in theaters. It's a great movie. That was the second date I ever went on. Really? Yeah, butterfly effect. School of I, Rock was the first I one. I saw that in uh, Kelsey's parents' trailer. We were sleeping in it instead of the house for some reason. It was in the backyard. Weird. And we were like, let's sleep in the trailer. And we put, put it on. And you know the scene where the gun goes off, but it's like a black scene. Like yeah. it jumps. Like it's a yeah. jump scare. I screamed so fucking loud because it scared me. And I wasn't paying attention all the way. And her parents came running out of the house thinking we were getting fucking murdered in the trailer. You were so funny. <laughs> I was like, ah! Like, <laughs> Ben on the edit gets to relive that scream. Yes. Over and, and over, over again. And over again. Over forever. <laughs> Anyways, he is not happy with George because he misses his fucking dad. His dad died and he's the typical he... he's typical like you're a stepdad kind of thing. Well, yeah, I feel like, like, you, like you, you don't, don't you don't belong here. Yeah, which is unfair to unfair mm-hmm. to Ryan Reynolds' character, but it also sucks. too it, yeah. it gets to the point where it's like But then he has real suspicions after they move into this fucking house because where'd the dog go? Their dog never leaves, like Billy says. Remember he Oh says, he does get really shitty with Ryan Reynolds' character. He's like he goes, Do yeah. you know anything about the dog George? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that Brian Reynolds just kinda looks over and I'm like, You're gonna be fucking next. You're gonna be next. Despite Billy's suspicions we know that George killed the fucking dog. He, like, killed, killed that dog, oh, he, too. Like, he, like, they showed that. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. So, Kathy asks the priest, Father Calloway, who's played by... Why is Philip Baker Hall in this movie? <laughs> it's all I could think about after this mo- after yeah. he shows up on screen. So he, she asks him to bless the house as a protective measure to prevent any future paranormal incidents. But Father Calloway flees the house when he encounters such occurrences himself. Kathy discovers the house once belonged to a cult preacher named Reverend Jeremiah Ketchum. Ah, all the mysteries revealed. Whose evil actions toward Native Americans during his mission, in quotes, in 17th century Amityville are said to be the cause of the haunting. Meanwhile, George, as he is walking through the basement of the house, encounters the apparitions of the various Native Americans who were tortured and killed there by Ketchum centuries ago. Let's pause there for a minute, because I think this is one of the creepiest scenes is when he's walking with all those like flashes of the Native Americans. Oh, like when he breaks through the wall. The wall. He mm-hmm. breaks through the wall and he's got he's got yeah. all that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did did they completely gloss over the best part of the movie? What? Uh, little Chloe Grace Moretz on the roof. They did. They yeah. didn't even talk about that. And like, that is a terrifying scene. That's the scariest moment in the movie it in is. some ways. Mm-hmm. So there's a moment where they're, they're, I don't know. They're, by the way, Melissa George and Ryan Reynolds have zero chemistry in None. this movie. Like None. there's a scene where she says, oh, Mr. Lutz, you're so charming. And then kisses him. And I'm just like, they yelled cut and you two both went and washed your mouths. Like, yes. Neither of you look like you're at all interested mm-hmm. in being around each other, let alone with each other. 
Which so, is funny because I didn't notice that back when I first watched it because well, yeah. I was young. And then I like the, obviously the older I get, I'm like, oh yeah, y'all y'all don't clash very well. Yes. There's no love in those eyes. <laughs> no, like the movie we went and saw today, like John David Washington and Margot Robbie have more have way more chemistry oh, together by far. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. They get home at one point, and at one point they're just standing there talking on the front lawn, and all of a sudden you hear, Mommy, look! And they look up at what is... I assume the house is three stories? I don't... I think it's... It's, just, it's pretty big, but they, I think they only show you two stories. I think they have stories. Attic, which is yeah. what makes it look so big. Huge. And she's just on top of the house. This, like, yeah. tiny little girl. Mm-hmm. How she got up there is beyond No anything. one knows. They never show it. Let's no. be real. But, like, the two of them, like, because he's a contractor, he's got, like, a, a ladder. He goes up one way, and she goes up the other way to get her. And it's just, like, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, how scary it is. Because yeah. I'll say it. If there's one way, if there's one thing I don't like, I don't like being up high without having several things around me to make sure I'm safely insulated yeah. from falling. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the idea of falling. That scares the shit out of me. It was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that is one of the creepy. And then she's just like, oh, my God. And then when the mom catches her by her overalls, and I was like... This kid's going to die. Yeah. This kid's going to die. Um, you knew she wasn't going to die. I know. I've seen it. But I mean the first time. <laughs> um, so entering a dimly lit room, George encounters Ketchum himself, though he is not aware of who he is. And the ghostly figure of the evil missionary turns around, picks up a knife and slits his throat in the act of recreating his suicide, covering George with blood and causing him to become nearly completely possessed. Nearly. Nearly. He's yes. not quite there yet. Not yet. Um, Kathy becomes convinced that George's abusive behavior is owed to a spirit spiritual possession. Following urgent advice from Father Calloway, Kathy tries to evacuate her children from the house and escort them to safety, but the possessed George attempts to kill her and the children. It really does become The Shining, but with, like, a shotgun and an axe. Yeah, it does. Uh, Kathy knocks him out to prevent him from doing so and transports him away from the the residence. Subsequently, George is released from the spirit's control, and the family permanently leaves the house. Yeah, they do put a little tag at the end that says, like, the Lutz family fled this day at this time and never returned for any of their possessions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Which they say this right here. This says a title card states that the family left within 28 days of arriving and never returned. Jody is shown standing in a now empty house, screaming in terror while the house rearranges itself back to the original state before the family's arrival. Subsequently, she is pulled beneath the floor by a pair of disembodied hands. Yeah. I Which is a weird ending it, for it. It's, I feel like in a horror movie, you're either supposed to lose or you're supposed to win. Yeah. This feels like a draw. Yeah. The house doesn't like the house like, is the house still haunted. The house is still haunted. Yeah. The couple left with none of their shit because they were just too I scared. Guess the house got some stuff. Yeah. 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 But even still though, like at the end of a horror movie, you're either supposed to get the ghosts out or you're supposed to like become one of the ghosts. Like, yeah. That's how I think it's supposed to be. And it's just like neither of these really do anything yeah Yeah. it's just it feels like it's a non-ending ending ending. yeah well that's it that's the whole wiki there you go yeah um let's see it says the film set is on long island but it was actually shot in chicago i was gonna say it looked Mm -hmm. like chicago yeah suburbs oh actually it was shot in chicago buffalo grove illinois salem and wisconsin that's a lot of different places 
Um, the house used is a real 1800s home that was temporarily converted looking. to add famous quarter moon eye windows. So they added those windows to that house, which is what it lo- makes it look like, like a face. A face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The house is in Salem. And it oh. gives you the address, which I think is a little fucked up because what if someone lives there now? The movie facade costs sixty thousand dollars. Really? Yes. Oh. It says after the walls, which still have the movie bedroom wallpaper on the inside and siding with old looking movie paint on the outside, the windows were in good shape but were aged to match the house using peeling paint. In twenty seventeen an estate sale was held at the movie mansion and the famous quarter moon eye windows which had been in the attic since filming, they were sold. The buyer lives in the same neighborhood but has the windows on display. God damn. Hmm. Did you look at the budget for this? Looks like the budget was nineteen million, and they made a hundred and seven and a half million. That's insane. It made for a movie a lot that's of money. not really that, like in my but opinion, not really that good. But Ryan Reynolds has no There's just like two shirt scenes on. Where he shows up with his shirt off, and you're just like, no man, yeah. looks like that at this time. <laughs> he's so you're on he's so fucking ripped. He's like insane. I can't get over how ripped he is, oh, and I'm like, was that your peak ripped, or are you still that ripped? I would no, like to he's know. Still in really good shape. Like you look at um, my go Blake Lively. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, she's quite lovely she's too. Perfect. I would be her mm, in a heartbeat. No, it's okay. I no, I love her. No, well, see, no. See, that's the thing. Like, she, although she may be physically attractive. I don't know if I can tell you one Blake Lively performance I actually kind of enjoy. That's okay. Gossip Girl, I love um, the Traveling Pants, the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants movie. No, no, I think the name of that movie is called The Traveling Pants, <laughs> the traveling and it's pants. about a pair of pants that are sentient. It, it is. You're yes. absolutely right. <laughs> remember the scene where they stop off and visit 36 pairs of shoes? Do you remember that part? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, no man has ever dressed as well as he has who in was the a 70s. Seven, yeah, in the yeah. 70s, who's a contractor. Yeah, they did dress both of them actually really nice, yeah. I feel like, because even she looked way classier than i would imagine someone in the 70s especially a mom too (laughs) yeah she looked like a hot mom and i guarantee the lutz family did not look that good (laughs) no offense to the lutz (laughs) so it says the film received negative reviews (laughs) it says it holds a 23 percent score on review aggregator uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it says based on 163 reviews with an average rating of 4.13 out of 10. Mm. says the consensus is a so-so remake of a so-so original. <laughs> Which I kind of like that description. That's, that's actually, that might be about <laughs> as mean as you can get. Yeah, and then it said it's another person said uh, from the, it says Manahola Dargis from the New York Times said low-key creepy rather than outright scary. The new Amityville marks a modest improvement over the original partly because from acting to bloody effects it is better executed and partly because the filmmakers have downgraded the role of the priest played in all his vein popping glory by Rod Steiger in the first film and considerably more subdued Philip Baker Hall. Baker Hall's biggest problem too Mm -hmm. is he never like and it's it's funny we talk about this the problem with philip baker hall's character is that character is supposed to represent the help coming yes in the movie we're going to talk about next week as you know when they bring in the person yeah that person actually the problem actually like the two last movies of this year are perfect together because they're yeah. kind of the same movie yeah it's just one is executed like slightly better near the back half that's the problem too is the other movie that we're going to talk about you actually feel the weight of time 
that has passed between the incident to when they actually like get the house mm-hmm. like done. Yeah. And like Philip Baker Hall, who's a great actor. I think it was like a quick role for him. I'll, I feel I'll bet, like I'll bet you, you know it was what I a mean. Nice paycheck. Yeah. I bet you he was there for I'm gonna say a week. Like then, if that, yeah, because yeah, he he's hardly in the movie. That's honestly, the other thing too is he doesn't do anything. No, he shows up. He goes in the house and is like scared for a minute, and then he's like bye and runs off, and that's yeah. about it. And then they meet up with him like for two more minutes, and he's like, "You got to take care of the spirits, basically." And then she goes back. That's yeah, it. And you're like, you're like, are you going to help? And you're like, like, what the fuck is the point of the priest? Yeah. yeah you like, might as well not even have gone to the priest. No. And then it also says a couple more people's de- criticism says Pete Travers of Rolling Stone rated the film with one star and commented first time director Andrew Douglas crams in every ghost cliche from demonic faces to dripping blood. This house brings so many FX shocks. It plays like a theme park ride results. Question mark. That's very accurate. It's not scary. It's just busy for the real thing. Uh Watch psycho, the shining, the haunting or the innocence. What all of those films have in common is precisely what the new Amityville horror lacks. They know it's what you don't see in a haunted house that fries your nerves to a frazzle. That's, what, I agree. That's what the next mm-hmm. movie I think does. So, well, and oh. then there's a couple more, but they're all about the same kind yeah. of bullshit. They're all equally They're all. Cool. It's not scary. It's just kind of like eh, whatever you did. You know what I mean? So okay. So oh my gosh, it was released on October fourth. We watched this like not that long ago. That would have been really funny if we watched it on the fourth. We pretty close. That's like only four days later. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. And well, then... we're celebrating its. Oh, the real George Lutz denounced the film as drivel. I don't know what that means. And Crap, was suing basically. the filmmakers for at the time of his death in May 2006. Man, man, Michael, Bay, <laughs> man Michael Bay and Michael Bay Studio. Who haven't you been sued by? No shit. Good Lord. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah. I guess that takes us on to the why. Why did you pick this? What do you find positive about it so we can end it on a positive note? You know, I haven't watched this since I was like in high school. Uh So what, 2005, I was 14 and this came out. And I think like we talked about last night, it was scarier back then Mm -hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. So I think now as an adult, it's kind of cheesy and kind of like I've seen scarier fucking movies that freak me out. I mean, Barbarian was more terrifying to me. Like, I was like, that's fucking creepy. Like, this is like... Yeah, that would suck. But even Poltergeist is creepier for a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think it's good because I don't hate anybody's acting, to yeah. be honest. I really don't. Even Ryan Reynolds, I think he put his all in for who he is. But I don't think I would watch it again and again and again. I think it's one of those, like, it's October movies and yeah. I would watch it in October. Yeah. You know? I think its biggest issue also, and I think it's uh, it speaks to what you just said. Yeah. It was released in 2005. Yeah. Horror has had a dramatic shift yes. in the way that they do horror now. Horror is a lot more subtle, mm-hmm. whereas this is very big and bombastic. And they and yeah. the person and Pete Travers who wrote about said it, it said it correctly. Right. He said he tries to shove in every cliche that he can. Yeah. Do I think there's creepy parts in here? Yeah, Yeah. I do. I do think there's some creepy parts. I think that, like, the Native American scene where he walks through the basement is kind of creepy to me. Like, flashes. It it reminds me a lot of... The roof is fucking horrifying. The roof thing is creepy, but, like, the the Native American part reminds me of 13 Ghosts, Mm. where things pop in and out. You know what I mean? And that's another one of my favorite movies. Like, I still think 13 Ghosts is creepy. Like, that's a creepy movie to me. Like, yeah, there's it's a funny movie, because what's-his-face is hilarious. Matthew Lillard love him yeah. i love him so much but he 
He brings the comedy you need to not be creeped out by that fucking movie, I feel like. This movie doesn't really have any moments where it kind of lets up once it starts going, which in some horror movies can actually work for it. Yeah, this is probably not one of them, But in this, no, it doesn't really work because I think you need to have moments where it lets up. And then when it, like... You know what movie did this better, I feel like? The Haunting of uh, Connecticut or, like, The Conjuring. The Conjuring is These the first, feel yeah. very similar well, to, like, yeah. haunted houses, you know what I mean? Of, like, more modern haunted houses. You could houses. argue that the Amityville horror had to walk, so The Conjuring... I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I guess it leads to ask the question of uh, how many ghosts do you give it? How many ghosts? I'm going to give it two ghosts. Okay. Yes. What are you going to give? <laughs> I'm going to give it one ghost. <laughs> I'm glad everyone had fun making it, but let's be honest. It... I was nice about hey, it. Hey, look, look. Two let's, let me put it to you this way. In terms of what I think, I'm wrong. This movie made $100 million on a $19 million budget. Two, four, six, eight, ten. That's five times the budget of this movie. That's a lot of money. This that movie is, did well. That is but a I'm lot. just saying for me, we talked about this yesterday on my other show about the movie The Thing. I've seen this movie done better in a different version. That's yeah. my biggest issue with this movie is it's like if you're going to make a haunted house movie, make it better. You have to compare with yeah. all other haunted house movies, so you better yeah. make a version that people like. I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, what are we watching next week? It's funny you say make a better haunted house movie because, in my opinion, we're going to be watching the ultimate haunted house movie as you and I take a little trip to the to the cinemas. To the cinema. And we are going to watch on the big screen for the first time ever for me, and I think maybe the first time ever for you, a movie from 1982, starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, Beatrice Strait, Zelda Rubenstein. And Heather O'Rourke is Carol Ann Freeling. It is Toby Hooper's 1982 movie written by Steven Spielberg, Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. And something more. TV people movie. Yes, the TV people movie. That's what it is. Yes. And we will be watching that next week and we'll be going through that and I will be having just uh just it'll be I'll put it to you this way guys right now. It's it's five ghosts. So, I'm just going to I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right now it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty good. Well, you want to tell us where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on the gram, the Instagram. <laughs> And it's a uh, B and B underscore presents underscore. And you can find me at BDH underscore imagery, um, which you guys like, you know, if you're local, just like 
come give me your money because I need to, you know. For the services of <laughs> photography, not just, not just give. Oh, that's not how marketing works? Well, no, marketing works that you put yourself out there, but tell I'm them just what kidding. you do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go check out my art and my photography, and if you want to book a shoot, book a shoot. So, She's yeah, especially during Halloween. It's my favorite time. I got a lot of fake blood stored up under our sink. Which sounds creepy, but it's not as creepy as you would think. I'm now really terrified <laughs> to go into the sink again. Um, and you can then you find, find you. At Movie Loving Lucha 87 on Instagram, at ET Critic for the Empty Theater Critic. If you try to contact me on Twitter about anything but movies, I won't talk to you. On Instagram, I'm pretty open. I'm doing 31 Days of Terror. Every yes. day I'm watching a horror movie and posting about it. Uh, we get to jump in. It's a real shame that you're off. Uh, you're off next week. What are you watching? Oh, I have to watch all of Tyler's stuff for the next uh, the next list that we're doing. Well, I so. guess we won't be talking. <laughs> you're right. We'll just be enjoying the cinema. I will not be watching any. But of that. <laughs> as of recently, we watched the others and we watched uh, Candyman from 2021. Yes, yeah, a movie that you found very gross. I did. I liked it though. A lot of people talked I, a lot of shit about it on my end. Bad. Huh? I don't think it's as bad as people make it. But I, yeah, I didn't, I was going to say, I don't really think it's as bad as everybody fucking said it was, to be honest. Tyler was kind of down on it, too. I was very surprised. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot of, like, political undertones Mm -hmm. to it, which I could see why people are like, just shut the fuck up, to be honest. Like, I felt about the movie today. That's, yeah, I really do think, like, certain movies don't need fucking politics. Sorry, I don't agree with that shit, though. Like, I understand, like, oh, you have a platform, use your voice, but fuck off. It's a horror movie. It's not fucking, doesn't need to always be political. And yet sometimes, but I think though that's the difference though between making a horror movie that has political views that is good Mm -hmm. and a horror movie that doesn't work yeah like for example what you just talked about with Candyman it may not work for people whereas if you look at something like Get Out yes that political standings actually work because of the way he presented the way he presented that movie was perfect though like it had the it had like a oh fuck i see where he's going with this but you're also like this is terrifying yeah you know what i mean like that's the thing if you're gonna make a movie that has a political message behind it Make your movie entertaining still. This movie was mostly politics with hints of creepy body horror. Honestly. I don't know. That scene where where he walks down to the washroom, you were like, no, no, why would you go there? Yeah. There's a hole in the wall. Like I said, it has horror movie yeah well yeah why the fuck you going into a thing with holes in the wall Talking about a movie we're not even i know this is i don't even Uh, have time to get into this right now well then for bnb presents uh season 666 i have of course been the one of your hosts ben oh and i've been brianna and you can come back next week and join us and of course before we leave we have to ask the question what was the spookiest thing you saw this week what was the spookiest thing i saw this week well i guess Candyman. honestly yeah yeah mm-hmm. but that's the cat the cat is not the spookiest he's, thing. He's such a spooky baby. He is not. When he pops out from behind corners, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a little jump scare. Yeah, day. that's true. <laughs> yes. oh. Well, join us here next week for Poltergeist, guys. Yeah, bye.